This week on Mouse Flicks, James Cameron's taking his sweet old time, Hoosier Hospitality is making big wishes come true, and Disney gets physical. Sort of. So silence your cell phones and settle in. You're listening to Episode 5 of the Mouse Flicks Podcast. Mouseflix is a fan-produced podcast dedicated to Disney film and entertainment. Lend us your ears for news, reviews, and commentary on the film House of Mouse. Mouseflix is not affiliated in any way with the Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney Pictures, Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilm, or their partners and subsidiaries. All opinions expressed via Mouseflix Media are solely those of the podcasters and do not represent the views of any other individual or entity. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Mouseflix. I'm Kristen DiBiase. Hopefully everyone had a great week. I had a pretty good one. Weekend was nice and we're about to head into the next one. So let's talk Mickey and the movies. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. It's time for news nibbles, so let's get al dente. On Friday, August 27th, Pixar confirmed that Inside Out's global box office has pulled in a cool 700 million plus. The movie's domestic and international halls are neck and neck, with the U.S. grossing $343 million and the international market posting $358 million. And this is before Inside Out even hits theaters in China, Germany, and Italy. The Juggernaut opened here at home with 90.4 million in sales, in second place only to Toy Story 3. You guys, I'm totally getting all the feels. Reports have come out that the sequel to the 2009 sci-fi fantasy flick Avatar, which was scheduled to debut in 2016, is likely not going to come out until sometime around Christmas 2017. Director James Cameron says it's because he was waiting on a piece of technology that just now became available, so he can use it to film some special underwater shots. That jacks with Disney's plans just a tad. Pandora, World of Avatar, aka Avatar Land, was scheduled to open in Animal Kingdom more or less in conjunction with Avatar 2, but I seriously doubt that Disney is going to wait until then. There's just too much money to be made in taking advantage of the summer season. And really, maybe it turns out that that's actually a good thing. People have doubted the wisdom of Disney hitching its wagon to a franchise that isn't its own all along. So putting its own stamp on Pandora before the movie drops lets Disney set the tone of the new land. Either way, the concept art and 3D models look amazing, and from what people say, who were on the scene at D23, it was even more impressive in person. I think the fortunes won't be beholden to the film. If anything, Disney's Pandora just might give a boost to the movie. So, whatever, James. You do you, boo. Friday was also the birthday of Marvel Comics co-founder Jack Kirby. Along with Stan Lee, he was the driving force behind a bevy of Marvel characters, including Captain America, the Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, and the original X-Men. Kirby would have been 98 years old. So, pour one out, y'all, because the man was a legend. And that, friends, is that. I've mentioned before that my husband has a podcast of his own. 
As part of his podcast, he pledged to do a 5K in October. In solidarity, I joined him. And so, now I run-ish. Sometimes. There's like this combo jogging, fast walking thing going on. Whatever. All I know is that four times a week, I'm out on a trail, plodding along in some form or fashion, and I get home all sweaty and gross, and my knees totally hate me. But as we've been doing this, I've really been surprised at how much I actually like it and how competitive I've started to get with myself. And believe me, so has everyone else. Anyone who knows me is completely shocked that I've undertaken this challenge. I've been a sedentary little chubster since I was a kid. The sum of my physical activity as a child was the energy it took to get a book down from the shelf and turn a whole lot of pages. My fingers are buff, though. But besides reading, the other thing I did was watch Disney movies and shorts. One of them that I remember well is one called Goofy Gymnastics, where Goofy tried his absolute hardest to work out with predictably bad results. It was fun to watch, but I wasn't hitting anybody's gym afterwards. There was also Mouser Size, which Disney tossed into the mix in the 80s. But at least half of working out back then was actually just one-upping each other to see who could have the best fashion combo, with all the pastel-colored leotards and the flash-dancy cut-up sweatshirts, headbands, and leg warmers. But that was nothing compared to now. Obesity is so much worse today, for all of us, but especially for kids. Disney tried to tackle the idea directly before in their parks. Back in February 2012, they paired up with the insurance company Blue Cross Blue Shield and opened an attraction at Epcot called Habit Heroes, an interactive video attraction that was specifically designed to combat childhood obesity. They meant well, but they totally biffed it. The human star was a chubby kid. Participants were supposed to help him by going on an adventure with some super-fit heroes to fight against bad habits and the bad guys, overweight villains. One of the bad guys was called Leadbottom, for reals. Obese kids who did it felt stigmatized and embarrassed, naturally, because what in the hell? Disney yanked it fast, and after that, Leadbutt and all the other fat-shaming fun was gone. Now, instead, the kids focus on drinking water, doing activity, and eating better. But, you know... That still isn't really that fun. I'm an adult, and I thought that was lame. But Disney's movies do have an impact. In 2012, Pixar released the movie Brave. Between that and The Hunger Games, the National Archery Association of the United States chalked up a 20% increase in its paid memberships specifically to those two movies. And that's just the formal organization. Those numbers don't even include the who-knows-how-many-casual participants that took up the sport. And yeah, even me. I took a semester of karate in college because I thought Mulan was a badass. Yes, I realized that karate isn't Chinese. It was the only martial arts class that fit into my schedule that year, okay? And it didn't last that long anyway, because I am ridiculously uncoordinated and off-balance. Seriously, it's really embarrassing, you guys. The point is... Maybe right now, there are some kids out there who want to be like Riley from Inside Out, and they're begging their parents to let them learn how to play hockey. And maybe some little girl wants to take ice skating lessons because, duh, Elsa. And that's just on accident. Just think what could happen if Disney nudged the whole physical activity thing just a teensy bit more into the limelight. In the meantime, there's a whole community that fans have built around Disney as a motivator for exercise and physical activity. 
I'm on the boring end. I indulge myself by listening to some great podcasts as I drag my sorry butt along the gravel path. But when you look out there on the interwebs, all I can say is, you guys out there are amazing. You've got Disney music exercise playlists that you've put on YouTube, and you've got blogs where you've created princess workouts. They take the everyday activities that princesses did in their movies, and they translate them into exercise moves. I checked out somebody's Mulan boot camp, and honestly, it's pretty hardcore. Disney inspires us. Maybe the best way that they can tap into that desire to motivate us all to get active is to see how amazing their fans are, and let us inspire them back. Just remember, the first rule of Disney Fit is to never train in glass slippers. And now, our feature presentation. The audience is now deaf. On Saturday, I attended the Indie Disney Meet, which is an annual fundraiser put on by Magical Wishes for Kids. And I won a sweet replica of the sign that hangs over the Enchanted Tiki Room. I also had the pleasure of talking to the founder of the event, Aaron Del Prince, about the great work that MWFK does. As always, there will be links to everything in the show notes, which you can find on our website at www.mouseflix.com. I'm here with Aaron Del Prince, who is one of the founders of the Indie Disney Meet. Well, just thanks for coming, Chris, and, and no we had a fabulous turnout today. Um, I believe the final total was around 356 people. That's amazing. Uh, yes. Isn't that, that's about at least 125 over last year, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we, we, last year we didn't have as many elements to the meet as we did this year, and I think that helped bring more people out. Um, and I think this year we did a little bit better with marketing and, and getting the word out through social media and locally and it brought more people in than it did last year. I had a good time last year but it was even better this year. Right, no, it really was. We had, The elements we added were the, uh, the Star Wars characters, 501 first, uh, they came in and that was a big hit this year. I mean, lines were forming to take pictures and uh, we had the we had the R2 droid here and, and the kids loved that. I, I, I mean, I had to take pictures with them. It was fabulous. <laughs> you know? I was like, how often am I going to get an opportunity to do this? That's you know? true, so. without having to stand in a line that's four hours long. Exactly, right? Like down in Florida, you're like waiting in line, it's, it's not 90 degrees and here you're indoors it was nice and cool yes yeah Yeah. so I went up took a look at some of the auction items and they were amazing I must say that Mm -hmm. I did snipe some stuff Mm -hmm. I got two pieces of artwork I was eyeing the tiki piece Uh online so I came in here with a mission and I won yeah so fabulous they had some really good stuff over there yeah so uh, our auction items are donated throughout the year some of the items are actually purchased through our volunteers uh, and they donate it to the meet and uh some of the items are locally donated, and uh, but for the most part, uh, it's it's donation. Um, this year we had around 54 silent auction items, uh, which is far I would say far more than what we've had before, but it's the most we've ever had. That's great. Yeah. So. So tell us exactly what Indie Disney Meet is for. So uh, our mission is to raise money for Give Kids the World in Central Florida. That village down there has a tie to the theme parks, um, and, and everybody that comes to this meet is also a theme park fan in some way, shape, or form. So there's a tie between the people that come here who, who enjoy theme parks. Uh, we try to raise money. Thank you. So we try to raise money to bring uh, people here, and, and, and then we donate the money to Give Kids the World, who in turn brings kids with life-threatening illnesses to their village to enjoy the theme parks. 
So it's kind of a, a, a perfect connection type of tie that we have with, with the kids of the world. And, and I think the theme park community in general really has gravitated to them a lot. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll see uh, a lot of other uh, uh, organizations within theme parks that, that are actually starting to reach out more to give kids of the world. And it's really more of a, an effort uh, amongst you know, the entire you know, theme park fan community. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense because mm -hmm. people are looking at Make-A-Wish and everything and right. they got a lot of different kinds of wishes, but mm -hmm. this is very specific and this right. is a special wish. So it really makes sense to open that up to a larger community. Right, so uh, here in central Indiana we, we have a Make-A-Wish uh, group and uh, uh, there have been families, in fact there were families here that had visited the village. So this was this was a perfect uh, event for them to be at, you know, kind of give back a little bit. and. And, uh, you know, they, they actually talked with some of the, uh, uh, one of the representatives that came up from Central Florida uh, at Give Kids the World, and, and they got to make that connection, so that was fabulous. Do you have a ballpark of how much money you all raised today? Uh, uh, between the auction um, and, and some other events that we held before uh, the meet, we, we cleared over $10,000, but that's not including cash that we haven't counted yet. So I, I would think, you know, just a rough estimate, maybe fourteen or 15000 So that would be three families going to the village. Uh, during the year so that's really really cool yeah yeah so we're really happy about that because that's really what we're here for I mean we we had a, we had a great time today that that was really fun and, but it was great to be able to tie it into to something like give kids the world and raise that kind of money for them so okay so something that I like to do with mm -hmm. folks that I chat with I've got the Diz quiz and I've got you know a list of 30 random goofy questions that I try to pull out and ask people so I got a few for you mm -hmm. first one what movie should Disney never, ever pull out of the vault ever again? Um, that's uh, interesting. I, I would probably have to say, and I know this is a tough one because it goes way back, but I, I think Snow White. Yeah? Yeah, I, I think Snow White is one that, that, that probably should remain there only because um, of, of how much tradition it has with it. And I, I think, you know, people probably, they've seen it, you know they can kind of hold it and and i don't know if it it relates very well today mm -hmm. so maybe just keep it involved and makes yeah. sense kind of preserve the tradition yeah. that might be a different angle of looking at it but no i've, been, I've never heard it before and it makes a lot of sense yeah. yeah yeah so but there's still a lot of attractions there's still a lot of things that that are related to snow white and the seven dwarfs mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> oh no he just balloon very proud of you. Yeah. You did a wonderful yeah. job. Talk to you later. Yeah, I'll see you. Okay. 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 Hi. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a different angle of looking at it, and that's, that's kind of where I was going to go with it. So. Okay. Your pants have split, and it's really embarrassing, but <laughs> what character is on your underoos? Donald Duck. Donald? Donald Duck. Yes. Classic yeah, guy. No doubt about it. Uh, uh, Underappreciated. Um, Hot-headed. Yeah, hot-headed. <laughs> uh, doesn't, doesn't get the respect you know he deserves, and... He's kind of a second fiddle guy around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What sidekick should get their own movie? Um, I would say uh, maybe Ursula. Yeah. Uh, Ursula, you know, we, we need kind of a, a villain type of movie, I think. See where she came from, an origin story yeah, type deal. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think more and more people are kind of gravitating towards the villain side of Disney. And, and I know I am. I have always loved the villains more. I know um, folks cannot see what we're doing when we're standing here, but I have on a Maleficent ear hat right now. So uh -huh. she's yes. definitely my favorite. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Ursula, you know, a villain um, probably could make a movie around her. 
but but I think more and more I, I think we want to see some of that a little bit and you know maybe it's even a movie about different villains and you know we kind of start going back to Marvel and things like that but that's that's, a, that's another conversation for another day <laughs> a very long conversation yes. <laughs> we'll talk about that forever right and thank you so much for speaking with me well, thank you Chris this yeah. was a great event and of course I'll be back here next year yeah excellent excellent and I, I would invite anybody to come out next year and um, our uh, Facebook page is Indie Disney Meet. Uh, check it out, like it, and then uh, you'll, know, you'll have the information for next year. And I'll put all this information in the show links and on our webpage, and I'll tweet it out. Yeah, excellent. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. You can find out more information about Magical Wishes for Kids at www.mwfk.org and the Indie Disney Meet on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Indie Disney Meet. And that's a wrap. Mouse Flix is a production of Mouse Flix Media and is produced by me, Kristen DiBiase. The Mouse Flix podcast theme features music by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com. To all of you out there in the world or the land, thanks for listening. If you like what we're doing, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Tell your friends, yell it from the rooftops, and most importantly, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Comments, questions, or suggestions? Email us at mouseflix at gmail.com. Find us on the web at www.mouseflix.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mouseflix, and tweet us at mouseflixcast on Twitter. We'll talk to you soon, and remember, popcorn's always better with a little pixie dust. Come on, you can tell the hammer that played Mjolnir in Thor totally got some work done after the first movie. I mean, look at the first one. He comes out there looking like a sledgehammer straight out of Lowe's, and then after that he comes back and he's all ripped. Whatever.